Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer, occasionally beer. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Ben. It's episode 246. I'm joined by the Queen of Indies, Lucy. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> and the pixelated man, Adol Koji. Hey! Or, I don't know how to speak pixelated. I like, was about to say a thing. I'm like, wait, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just started a bit with no knowledge of what the fuck I could possibly do. That's all right. That's uh, all right. Biggest That's retreat true. of 2021. Not true. Pre- um, <laughs> pretty much our show down to a tea, really. Um, good. Let's let's crack open some beers. Adol. Yes, me. How hey. Many, how many beers are you drinking this week? You got a couple again? Uh, two. Two. Cool. What are you having first? Uh, 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 uh. I am having this one, I think. Yes. No? Yes. I'm having the day is today is better than yesterday. Ooh. Um, 4% pale ale. A fresh, vibrant pale ale to bring a little positivity to this autumn winter with Citra Galaxy. Equinaut, but with an X. Exonaut? That's new to me. Mm. Uh, to bring bright tropical flavors. Is that a typo or is Exonaut a new hop I'm unaware of? I'm guessing a typo. Um, I would think a type. Yeah. Uh, it is unfiltered. Unfiltered? <sighs> unfiltered, unpasteurized. More typos? And unfine. Sorry? More typos? No, just a mouth-o. <laughs> um, yes. So, 4% uh, pale ale. Basically a session. Mm. Um, that is what I will be pouring today. Because today is better than yesterday. Oh, I didn't show you the... Um, the tin, but it has the lovely we live in a society case text. <laughs> Which I don't know why, but it also has this weird happy dude. It's weird. I love it. It's good art. Yeah. yeah. The, the, is it... I, I never know with Daya. Is it a crocodile or an alligator? I always call him the weird dude, because I don't know if it's even that clear that it's either um, of those. I don't know if... Does it, 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 Hi, it everybody. salt water or not? <laughs> Does beer have Hi, salt everybody. In it? Oh, I can do a Dr. Nick still. Sorry. <laughs> Cont- continue. One of you talk to me about a beer that you're having. <laughs> Lucy, you're on the mm. tea, I believe, yes. this week again. Yeah. Another Don't week spill off. Spill it. It's, We're live. Um, uh, English breakfast, probably. Mm. <laughs> is that because you you like did a blind tea bag grab, or uh, it's um no I I just don't know what tea is I don't know what brand or hmm. like PG tips or something I don't know yeah fine yeah. fair <laughs> um I then I'm going to drink a beer uh, I'm still on my one beer a week kick at the moment. Uh, I am going to drink a beer from Atom, another one left over from my Christmas stash. This is a Neutron Star. It is a coffee and vanilla imperial stout at 12%. It 
gives us a little bit of flavor text. The result of a supernova explosion. Neutron stars are the densest stars known to exist. A rich and complex imperial stout aged on vanilla and locally roasted Guatemalan coffee from the blending room. I realize I haven't put my pop filter up. Oh no. So I'm starting, I can can already hear it going in the background on my headphones. Very quick little shifty there. Um, But yeah, Atom, Neutron Star? Yeah, Neutron Star. I I do like, the the can is just the tiniest blue dot in a sea of black. It's very Mm. good. Yeah, I like that. So back to you, Adol. Have mm. you cracked the beer? Is it open? I have, you yes. It? Have you tasted uh, unfortunately, it? my housemates have decided to use all of the um, uh, clear glasses. Okay. So today, uh, I have some this doggone good beer <laughs> from Lagunitis. But as you can see, we've got quite a white... It's a little more orangey in person than my weird white balance of this room has. It, okay. uh, it almost blends into the wall. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. kind of good that this beer, this glass is writing, but um, uh, qu- quite opaque. Uh, well, sort of hazy between hazy to opaque for for such a light beer. On the pour, it immediately hit with nice, um, slightly floral but um, tropical scents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're getting those passion fruit, um, slightly mangoey but mostly passion fruit fruit um, notes on the nose. Nice. Ooh. Oh, that is lovely. Oh, that's just like... It's, it's both simple and complex. There's like a bunch of things going on, but they're going on to do very si- sort of straightforward pale ale. Um, mm. Oh, and that finish is nice and bitter too. I mean, it's day. I'm not surprised at all that it's like, ah, oh, this is nuanced and tasty and well-balanced. Mm. You're getting the... The balance of those hops, the, the Citra and the Galaxy, and the x um, which is a Cubanaut in space, I think. <laughs> um, I was thinking Exosuit, I guess that's where that came from, why space. Um, it's really I nice. Uh, I think they mentioned Autumn Winter or something with the the flavor decks. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, a really interesting way of putting it, because it's like a pale ale leaning towards IPA, just because it does have... Like a tropical sort of, it's like a tropical pale, I would say, because yeah. it's got a lot of those passion fruity mango vibes, a little bit of citrus, um, but it's sort of more reserved. It's not like yeah, summer, yeah, spring. Usually that that like really boisterous pale ale or IPA flavoring. It's all sort of pull back a little. I mean, there's still nuance there, but nothing's like jumping full force. And they're like, yes, tropical. It's just like yes. Pale ale with good tastes that are tropically. It's a nice. It's an interesting balance you don't normally see because it's very like I'm very clearly getting those notes. They're not muddled, mm-hmm. um, but they're not like so strong that they're overtaking. They're all sort of balanced and they're like, hmm, this is a very interesting pale ale. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, didn't notice that. Nice, nice, good, good day of beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the finish is is quite good. And to be honest, it's only when I like have it in my mouth. I notice that it's like quite wet mm. that I really think oh this is 4% there's just so much taste going on and there's still this long bitter finish that um, 
Yeah, you you could confuse this with a six percent or like just like a like a regular. I mean, four percent's not, I guess, too weak, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it doesn't betray. It's 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 a uh, ABV. It's very tasty. Nice. Mm-hmm. This is the type of thing that I think I would want as a session, where I could mm-hmm. have. It's a good tasting beer. Happens to be low ABV, so I won't go hit the floor after four. Um, but it, but it, it it is something you could easily slam a few back and, and not worry too, too much. Not that there's a floor for me to fall on that isn't right next to my bed, really. So, <laughs> um, but you get you get the idea. Yes, yeah. you're not going to end up in a gutter somewhere. I mean, uh, boy, that would be a strong beer to get me all the way downstairs and <laughs> out in the streets. Yeah. I mean, we're in the you know metaphorical gutter, but not physical. <laughs> uh, I'm less metaphorical, more just strictly emotional, mental yeah. gutter. I think that's. Uh, Agreed. Anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, how is your possibly Earl Grey tea? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's tea. tea. Yeah. Perfect. I'm guessing <laughs> it, it has slight nose of bergamot. Oh, no, it's not, it was breakfast. It wasn't Earl Grey, wasn't it? I misremembered. Yes. I don't, yeah. The only time I've had Earl Grey tea is in a beer, so. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, the, uh, when I started getting into ni- teas, I had to try like a an Earl Grey, thanks to my youth with Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay, um, not a reference I'm familiar with. Oh, uh, classic Captain Picard ordering Picard, a, a drink is tea Earl Grey hot. Oh, okay, yeah. I've uh, Learned forgotten most of uh, Next Generation because. Like my family loved Star Trek, and I was forced to watch it as a child. Cause mm, I guess yeah, <laughs> there was only one TV, and it's like so you pushed it all to right, the side. But you yeah. know what? <coughs> yeah. That's Excuse fair. Me. Mm. Oh, I should take a picture. Uh, yes. Let's move on to Ben then. Um, this Neutron Star, it's it's got a very subtle light nose. It comes through those roasted notes. Not a huge amount. I should get a, maybe a slight hint of the vanilla on the nose, but not not big. Not a big nose. Obviously, it's very very dark. It had a nice brown head, which is is gone very sort of small, but it is lacing quite nicely on the side. Uh, but the, the flavour is big. It's a really big and bold, strong flavour. So. When you first sip it, you get that vanilla come through. You know, it's 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 very much like a a spiced vanilla rum, mm. where the where the vanilla sort of hits you first. That sweetness is kind of there in the initial taste, and then as that goes away, you start to get the the, the coffee coming mm. through, um, and and this is it's a, it's a big coffee flavour. So the vanilla there, I think, is just to lighten that coffee very slightly. So you get uh, this this big, very coffee kind of flavour that comes through. Really roasted, maybe maybe a tiny bit of, of dark chocolate in there as well. Not much, but something just keeping that sweetness up a little bit. And the vanilla does run through. But boy, does this hit you with a boozy finish. So I can I can right. feel it. I don't know whether it's that sweetness that is that is still kind of sat there with it that's just picking that up still. But that, that roasted note, 
uh, that, that, that light bitterness to it kind of starts to fade and the sweetness sticks and the booze kicks in and just stays and stays and stays and stays and even now I can still feel just how it's, it's sweet on my tongue but my tongue is also still kind of cold from the beer as well so it, it doesn't it's not a viscous beer, it doesn't kind of coat the tongue as you would think, but coats it enough that the flavour is still there and the kind of the initial temperature that I got when I first sort of supped the beer has, has stuck around as well. And this is maybe a little bit more chilled than it should be. I took it out of the fridge maybe 20, what are we now? No, a bit longer than that, maybe 30 minutes or so ago. Um, the fridge is at 4 degrees, so it was down to that maybe it'd been in for a couple of hours but I'd say it's probably around five or six still um, and it's 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 nice it's nice to have that slight uh, refreshing coldness to it as well rather than this being maybe closer to the eight or ten degree sort of mark I think this is it's quite nice to have that cold hit to it as well it kind of it works very well with those with those flavors so I'll let this sit for a little bit let it warm up slightly I'll hold the glass and, and transfer all of my heat and my energy through to warming up this beer so I can taste it a little bit warmer and see if it <laughs> works just as well um, I mean it's a fourth 40 mil can so there's a reasonable amount of 12% stout to slug through this <laughs> evening so I I'm don't think I'm surprised it's in a 440 mil to be mm -hmm. honest yes yeah mm. uh, I don't think I'll be wanting for another beer sort of uh, you know an hour in or so but we'll see we'll see how quickly I, I churn through this so those are the beers let's crack into what we want to talk about this week any topic around video games that we feel we want to who would like to to kick off this week? Has anyone got any pressing video game news they want to talk about? Anyone got any games that they have to tell us that have they've to. played? Um, have to is a strong word, but uh, <laughs> would like to. <laughs> yes, but um, if 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 neither of you want to, right, go for it. Okay, absolutely. Um, yeah, I got a few press releases in my email. This uh, mm -hmm. last week or so, um, one is for uh, a game by Krillbyte Studio, who have previously made um, not a lot of games that I've played to be honest. Um, Among the Sleep, that kind of nightmarish uh, mm -hmm. mm. game where you're playing as like a toddler. Never played that, um, and I think their most recent title was Mosaic. Uh, which is kind of this like um, monochromatic grey, uh, like um, commentary on the corporate world and you know just being another cog in the wheel. Which mm -hmm. I, I played the start of. Um, it seems if it seems like that game has like some magical realism in it. It's on Apple Arcade. Should really go back to it because I only started it and um, didn't finish it, but. This game that they uh, recently made, uh, that I got a code for, is called Sunlight. And um, the email preface that saying that this was a follow-up to, uh, or a spiritual successor to, a game that they released all the way back in 2013, I think, called uh, The Plan, 
which is, I believe, free on Steam. And okay. I played it several mm. years ago. And I was like, this, it was just a very small, experimental, probably 15-minute game where you play as a fly. I'm not going to say anything else. I think people should, you know, take take 15 minutes out of your time and go play it. Because mm. it's like, there's a revelation at the end and it's like, oh, did not expect that. And it was Does Jeff Goldblum appear? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got the hook. Uh, <laughs> you spoiled it for everyone now. Congratulations, oh, no. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum does not turn up. Because oh, I imagine this game was made on zero budget. And they sad. didn't have the budget to... <laughs> no one can afford Jeff Goldblum anymore. Um, That's true. Especially, what was he doing in 2013? I mean, he had this whole renaissance recently. I wonder what he was doing He has. Maybe 2013 mm. was more downtime for him. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but sadly, uh, uh, that, that's not where that game went. But anyway, yeah, ch- check it out. But um, Sunlight, which came out, or is coming out this Friday, I think, or okay. I think it's out this week. Might even be tomorrow. Um, yeah, I. It, it's going on that very um, experimental kind of, uh, you know, it's sort of tinge to it but it's it, it's different in presentation you're basically walking through this forest um, and uh, it, it's, it's a very pretty game it, it looks like a like Claude Monet painting um, kind of like impressionist mm. style uh, art so that's very pretty mm. and it has this um, uh, it, I think it was funded by oh gosh was it the Norwegian Film Institute or something. Um, I'd have to look that up, but but yeah, it's it, it's it, they basically had a uh, choir. I'm gonna have to look at which choir it was as well. But they're singing like Tchaikovsky, and it's very it's very melodic, very peaceful, very calm, and very you know serene atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then as you're walking around this forest, um, these uh, these voices which Apparently, other trees all start whispering to you, and you have, they have several different voice actors. They're all, you know, reading off the same script in harmony. But when you move around the forest, it's like, um, you know, different voices start coming into the fore and then into the background, and um, you have all these, yeah, voices nattering in your ears. Um, it, it's, I do recommend playing with headphones just to hear that. Um, but yeah, the, I think some people would be as harsh to say that this is, it feels like very pretentious indie kind of weird experimental guff but I wouldn't go that far I wouldn't be as harsh but mm-hmm. the, the, the message I didn't quite understand the message that they were trying to get forward um, well I do because it, there's a revelation at the end it's like oh that's what you're going for but it didn't seem like the the narrative, what those voices were saying, kind of lined up with that, where the, with the message that they wanted to um, put put forward. Because yeah. um, I was like, I was, like, is this going in? I thought it was going in a completely different direction. I was like, kind of, sort of explain, you know, um, you know, describing like one of my migraines. What happens to me when I have one of my migraines? It's like, I was like, is this going to be like uh, some kind of 
thing about you know uh, terminal illness and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it, it kind of maybe there are some you know connections between what I'm thinking and what I th- think the game wants to uh, portray. I'm no scholar. I hate uh, like um, anything to do with you know dissecting art to the point where it's just like there's nothing left and mm. I. I I, I'm someone who's like I I'm very stupid so unless some things are just overtly told to me like in a Transformers film I'm not really gonna get the plot or narrative <laughs> on the first go I need I need it explained to me I need it you know to have a second playthrough or watch or something so it, it seems like something that was you know bit too heady for me (laughs) and i just Hmm. didn't understand it whereas with the plan it was like oh okay i it's kind of obvious what happens at the end and it's like oh okay i get it whereas this seems like it was going in one direction and just like had some like twists that i wasn't expecting I, i didn't understand why that message came from this piece of text um the words that were being yeah. spoken, you know, whoever wrote this, uh, wrote the script is, you know, an accomplished um, writer by the sounds of it, because, you know, it, it was very evocative writing and very okay. um, striking. But yeah, it it didn't exactly um, lead me to where they ended up. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And yeah, you're walking around this forest, you're collecting flowers, and the walk speed is very slow. Um, mm. So that, so it's like, you're not really doing anything, you're just walking around, as pretty as it is. You are just walking around this um, this, this this forest, which is just, you know, it, it's obviously, um, you know, the, the assets and textures are obviously, like, spawning in front of you. There's no set way and as as long as you turn around in like you know 180 degrees the center of the uh there's a clearing in the forest the center will always be there so Mm -hmm. it's like it's building stuff around you but um yeah there's nothing really to see other than trees and uh as soon as the only way to move the 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 speech forward like at some points it like stops and then uh you have to collect this flower um one of the flowers dotted around the place and to get the speech moving again, you have to pick up this flower. But walking over to that flower always takes a long time because you're walking <laughs> so slow, and you're never just spawned. Like one of the flowers never just spawns right next to you. It's yeah. always like at least thirty seconds worth of a trudge away, and it's like I don't know if that's to kind of get you to reflect on what's been said before or, or, or anything like that but it's just it's, it's just a bit of a slog but, um, giving you that additional time to, to yeah. take in what they've tried to to, to, to yeah. provide to you yeah, but I, had, yeah. I had no idea where it was going so it was like there was nothing it, it, it didn't allow me to reflect on because it was it, it's very poetic language so it's like as a whole taken if I I was just like I just want to have a um, like uh excerpt where where all the script was just written down and I can just read it and then pass from it what I will rather than it doled out in such you know um, such as you know very meandering kind of yeah yeah uh, pace. It, it, it sounds it sounds like a shame because from um, just from the, the, the steam store page mm. um, <clears throat> visually it looks lovely 
Um, yeah. Similar, very. I mean, getting um, the witness vibes from yeah, it. Yeah, bet. Um, hmm. It's uh, it, yeah, it's it does cool. say on here. Uh, is this game relevant to you? Similar to the Beginner's Guide. Uh, I don't know how true that um, may be. Walking Sim, perhaps, is the tag yes, there that they're picking up sim, on. Yeah. Um, I, th I think the Beginner's Guide was much more um, self-referential, and yes, it yeah. was very much about the, the the person who made it. Whereas this mm -hmm. is more um, more of a broad subject matter. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And it does say in on the Steam store. Uh, the uh, the award-winning choir is the Camo Correct Arum. Thank you, but yeah, it sounds real nice. Yeah, <laughs> very nice choir. Uh, we could do a review roundup, but there are no reviews. Aha! Yeah, is it out yet, or is it out tomorrow? No, it says it is out. Oh, come along, phone! I've chopped the top of my finger off and my phone. <laughs> At the top of my thumb off. My phone is not picking up my thumb because I keep hitting it in the precise place where I've chopped it Bandit off. Uh, the 14th. So tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I imagine there'll be a lot of discussion where it's like people saying, thank you for this game, I really loved it. You know, um, the message touched me, um, which absolutely fair. And it's, it just didn't work on that level for me. Um, mm -hmm. But not all of them are like I really liked the plan, but some people may have come away from the plan thinking, oh, I'm, "I'm not, I'm good." But yeah, yeah, I, 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 I look forward to seeing what the discussion on this um, game is. But yeah, it only took about half an hour. I think it's coming out at like four pounds. So you know, okay. read into that what you will. If, if you know, if it's something. I mean, this could be like this is the best four pounds I've ever spent. You know, mm. the message really hit me, or might not be. It does mm. also say up front on the Steam Store page, playtime 30 minutes yeah. within the description of the game. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a nice point to make, I think, for something mm -hmm. that comes out at a, at a lower price point, but also so people have that informed yeah. decision. I, I think, about I think what a lot of getting. indies do that nowadays. They, they, mm. they put that up front just because knowing people on Steam, they probably know the vitriol that they'd get back in return yeah. if. Yeah, you yeah. know it, the game isn't sixty hours long, and they paid ten pounds for it. So, but you're still um, you're still going to get Steam reviews that a thirty minute game that say played for four hundred and five <laughs> hours, and the review will be like, it's not down. enough. There's not enough in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great oh way of putting it. Yeah. Um, shall I talk about a game that I preferred? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go on. Yeah. Um, another code. That, well, well, I got the press release, and it was like. A game called Shot in the Dark, and mm. I was like, "Oh, I remember playing this on Itch, um, just like a small little demo." Um, it's a uh, cue the bingo cards. It's a pixelate, uh, pixelated, two <laughs> um, D platformer. There's platforming in it, uh, but I wouldn't call it strictly a platformer. It's got uh, this shooting mechanic in it, where you have a revolver that has only six bullets in it and um, you have to reload each bullet every time and Oof. it's set in this uh, like black and white very it is just black and white there's like bits of red symboling like you know demonic eyes and blood but um, and pentagrams but you're basically playing as this like uh, western cowboy slash bandit and um, 
yeah, very simple shooting mechanic. It is you hold down the uh, right click to aim, and then left click to shoot, I believe. Yeah, and you have to hold down the um, right click and press R to reload each single bullet. Um, what's really smart and clever about it is the fact that it plays with that um, with its monochromatic features really well so um, like everything if everything's like a, a white background you know sim, sim, symbolizing okay it's daytime mm. and there are these ghosts which are white and then you have these white clouds so it's like if a white cloud just goes past the ghost it's like you're not going to be able to see it right and like one one touch from um, like an enemy you're dead um, mm. or like uh, it does stuff where Okay, got a mirror reflection, but you can see the demon in, you know, on the bottom half of the screen, uh, mm -hmm. in the reflection. But on the top half of the screen, um, you can't see them, so you have to look at the reflection and gauge where they are um, relative to right. you and shoot nice. them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it's like yeah, you know, like the the black enemies um, blend in with the black backgrounds and the white enemies with the white background and it's mm. like it, it's it, I've only, I haven't got that far um I think I've only done like the first chapter I think there's about four or six chapters in it but um yeah I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing where how how they use that mechanic more um because I'm enjoying it at the moment um yeah, there's a bit of platforming in it. It's only on mouse and keyboard, but it's, it's very simple platforming so far. So you know, whilst it is fine, I, I don't know. I don't know if this could work with a controller, to be honest. Um, okay. Because of the shooting mechanic, mm. it's like because it's meant to be. It's not meant to be like a you know twitchy FPS. It's meant to be very purposeful and slow. You know, the fact that you can. You know, you've only got six bullets, mm. and you know it's not rapid fire. It's not like a semi-automatic gun. It's a revolver. So yeah. each shot, each reload takes some time. Um, yeah, I don't know how this would work on a controller. Do you think maybe just holding down the trigger and then releasing it? The thing would, is that you have work. to also aim, and yeah. you need a mouse to do that because the enemy's going to appear anywhere on the screen. Could it be a twin um, stick? I suppose moving with the left stick and then aiming around yeah. with, the, with the right, perhaps. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. I do like mm. a twin stick shooter. I did. Yeah. I did also get the press release for this oh, game, right, okay. yeah. and I and I thought this is a this is a Lucy game, and I was <laughs> I was meant to message you and say, hey, did you get the press release? For that? And I'm glad you did with me completely uh, I, I, that I should have I, done that. I heard you telepathically. So Good. It's fine. Yeah. I got the message, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I, I'm looking forward to playing more. I think it came out, yes, yesterday or or this week sometime. Mm -hmm. um, or for the listeners, it will be Tuesday. I believe. I think it came out on the twelfth. Um, right. But yeah, it's it it it's just one of those games. Where it was like, oh yeah, I played some of this on itch, and then I, re you know, got a notification from itch when they're saying oh we're gonna make this into a full game i was like cool i wonder what that's like um then forgot about it <laughs> like press release. and it's just like oh yeah they made this into a full game fair play to them so nice. yeah it, it, it's very simple but um the the fact that they're able to 
use that uh, one feature, their one USP in interesting ways so far with the um, black and white and blending in with the background kind of thing to add challenge. Uh, seems interesting. So yeah, cool. Totally. Hmm. Neat. Uh, that's pretty much it from me. I finished Hades. Did I finish it last oh, week? Or yes. You you Did finished it in between episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's um. I still think that's that game's real good. Um. Uh, the story didn't wrap up in a way that I felt satisfying, but oh. Um. But I I kind of realised the story was not um my jam. Um. It was doled out over, you know, too long a time with just snippets, and it's, it it doesn't seem like there was a big reveal at the end. It's it feels like if you're going to dole out the story like that, you you I would have expected a big revelation at the end or or something like that. And it's just like it ends on a very nice note, but mm. <laughs> I was just hoping like you know Zeus came and like killed everybody or something. I wanted something more <laughs> grandiose. Um, <laughs> Rather than, oh, everything's good now. Um, yeah. Mm. Nice. But yeah, nice. I, 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 I still think that game's uh, real good. Um, like, good. J- just, just you know, the way the boons interact with one another, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot to like about that. So, there's not much uh, more to add to the conversation no, about that's, 80s. That's, that's it's real good. Fair. It's absolutely yeah. fair. But it, yeah. it does lead me on quite well to, to mentioning that I did also finish a game this week. Mm. Uh, and, and finished Days Gone, which oh, I've been yeah. playing for months. A reasonable amount of time. Yeah, before Damn Christmas, yeah. I think I'd started yeah. that game. Uh, playing it in not small chunks, but I think small chunks for a, like an open world game. You know, maybe maybe an hour, thirty minutes, and then I'd get maybe two, three-hour sessions in a week, perhaps. Um, and that's a it, and again it's a good game. It's mm. not it's not great. It's not groundbreaking. Uh, it it felt very similar to not quite as good as but very similar to Horizon, in that it took bits from the open world genre and kind of tried to mash them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it absolutely lives and dies on the the hordes mm. that are created by the the freakers. As they call them. Ah, yes. all, all yeah. Sony, no Sony game can call them zombies, can they? Um, always has to be something slightly different. Uh, but the freakers um, can create massive hordes, which hide in caves and buildings and things in the day, and then come out and uh, um, shamble along various paths, set routes, sort of through the night. Uh, and and it's really fun. And I think that the, the end of that game was mostly me going around just trying to test myself and how good I was at playing it against these uh, against these hordes and unlike Doom Eternal which I've been playing mm. on uh, on stream mm. um, which I mentioned at the end of today that I feel maybe my age is starting to catch up with me and I'm not quite as twitchy <laughs> as I once was uh, Days Gone isn't a sort of a twitchy game it, it's it is an open world third person game so it's not expecting you to sort of 180 no scope someone behind you or something like that it, <laughs> it, it kind of it does set things up very methodically and you can play it in a little bit of a strategic way in how you approach certain areas with with people in and stuff but i still maintain that the best part of the game 
is just driving around on the bike, and mm. it just it just feels feels fun to to drive. There was one trophy left for me when I uh, got towards the end of that game, and it was to to drift for a total of ten minutes. So you can drive the bike and um, hit I think circle, and he'll put the hat put the, put the brake on and the, just let the bike kind of drift around corners and stuff. And because it's fun to drive, I'm like, there's one trophy left. I'll just spend yeah. however long driving around the map, just drifting places. Now, uh, which is really good. For a second there, I thought it was an obscene achievement where it was ten minutes. Oh, accumulated, like a, not accumulated, <laughs> but like a ten-minute session of drifting. Right. Like a you con- cannot hit the brakes. Yes. So it's like that's the dumbest achievement because that's like suspend your disbelief because you'll clearly run out of gas or something. I don't know. This seems dumb, but no, I'm dumb. No, yeah, it was a, an accumulated <laughs> ten minutes, which uh, I mean, it didn't. It didn't take me long. I'm assuming I, you I, must have hit a lot of those minutes, like yes. just by playing, mm-hmm. just by playing exactly. Exactly. I, I, I probably spent another, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes to, to get it. But obviously when I am when I am drifting, I'm only drifting maybe for 20% of the time that I'm actually driving the bike when I'm trying to do that building up speed and drift a little bit and stuff. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe only I needed maybe two minutes or something additionally to what I already had kind of through that game. But it was it was it's a fun game. Um, and I've been much more drawn back to that than I have been to the other game I want to talk about, um, which I should pro- I could probably just launch straight into now. Yeah, go for it. Um, you've still got some beer left, haven't you? You're not ready to, to crack another one yet. Um, it's something you played and you've, you've spoken about on the podcast, but Jurassic World oh, yeah. Evolution. Evil. I keep calling it Jurassic Park Evolution, but it's not Jurassic Because you want World it to be Evolution. Jurassic Park because Jurassic Park is good and Jurassic World is not good. Yes, well, I want it to be sort of Jurassic <laughs> Park awesome. Genesis, really, but it's not quite that. Um, I think I'd mentioned to you uh, that this game is just... I don't know, there's just an, a, a boring element to it. <laughs> Um, I mean, go back to episode where I talked at length yep. for a couple of weeks on how yep. I wish it was a different game. Um, it's a, For those of you who don't know, uh, it is a, a management game. You get to build your own Jurassic Park. and uh, Well, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. Building your own Jurassic Park is locked away behind having to play the campaign. You have to play the campaign and unlock the islands and get certain star ratings and things through this, uh, which is fine. Playing the Mm. campaign kind of, you know, tutorializes it a little bit in the the early sort of map and allows you to understand how things maybe set out to optimize kind of quite well. But there's a lot of downtime in this game where nothing fucking happens. And you're you're either waiting for dinosaurs to incubate and hatch, you're waiting for expeditions to come back with fossils, so you can just bump no up the percentage. Button? There's no it's no there's no speed. There's no speed what? on this game. Um, it is just a set speed. And the the parts that I, I want to sandbox this right, I want to go onto a map and be like, perfect. Let me mm-hmm. set up what I want. But you can sandbox play. 
you can sandbox play, but you can't sandbox play on all of the maps because they're locked away because you've got to do the campaign first. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to sandbox play as the game, not as a thing that you earn the right to play the game the way you want to play the game in an open world sort of design a park kind of sim game? I just, I mean... The nerve. You hear this, Lucy? This guy wants to play the game the way he wants to play the no, game. No, you, you, you do it as uh, Jeff Goldblum intends. This is a game with Jeff Goldblum in. Yeah, I know. Sadly, <laughs> that's like the most the most depressing part. Well, is, uh, is, also Goldblum's going to have to be in the episode title, by the way. Is 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 Bryce Dallas Howard in this game as well? I I, I, I feel like the voice actress for uh, her character in the films is very very close, whereas Chris Pratt is like the other side of the fucking world. Like he, he, it he might be an American voice actor, but it's a completely different fucking voice. Mm. Um, is it a British guy? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's definitely an American guy. But where Chris Pratt would be blah blah blah, this guy's like, hi, I just kind of talk completely differently. Like, it's not like that at all. But it's that's the contrast between the between the voices. Um, maybe the uh, Doctor Wu, Henry Wu, he was in the new films as well. I think he sounds similar as well. So it's it's kind of a game where they've wanted to be authentic. Uh, the, the the music is there. That's probably the best part about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, uh, I want a, this to be so much better than it is. There was a video. I'm sure there was like a PC management sim for like Jurassic the Park World. Genesis, mate. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Mm, okay. Years ago. Know. That must be from the nineties. Nineties. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We I definitely talked about it on how that's what you were hoping it would be in like yes. the the biggest moment of sadness is that it's by the people who do Planet Coaster. Yeah. Um mm. which is great. And the latest last few releases they've done have been like Boy can you do batshit bonkers things and we'll give you all of the things and there's definitely a money snow object mode and it seems, I think what we said whenever that episode was, like it was probably licensing tie-ups for not being able to do all the things, yep. but it really, the, the game is like the shell of the game you want in general, but especially when you know what these this developer could do, like if they just made Planet Coaster with skins and didn't even have all the dino fighting I would rather that but Absolutely. the dino fighting is is a, is kind of interesting, and the the driving the the jeep around the park, mm. um, is fun to see your park. But again, as Ben pointed out, like because you're not really designing the park that much, and like some of the maps, like one of them is a small island that's prohibitively small. So there's like five possible ways to really design it. I mean, I mean, I know. Don't at me. It, it's exaggeration. It's it's not, driving around it is not that it's not going to be much different no matter how many times you play the game or if I design the park or Ben design the park like it's such a weird game because it should it it seems like it's a no brainer yeah and yet it doesn't work at all the way it's been done and it's so shocking that it got through like I I feel like by the time they the Planet Coaster people realized that they couldn't make the game they thought they were going to make when they agreed to do a licensed game, that they were just stuck and had to do the thing because I'm just I'm still, to this day, years later, shocked that 
they could like get this to, in the plan through the planning stages, production, etc. So empty compared to the what, what they normally do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know whether there's much more to say on Jurassic World again. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World evolution. Um, I mean, you can you can you can lose yourself in it for a little bit of time. Just listening um, to the score and then just quit out. Yeah, I mean, all I all I really wanted to do was to make a a pen and stick a T Rex in it and watch the T Rex roam about, killing fucking goats and stuff, and then just uh, I mean, I, the, I the goats shout, are probably the best part. Her at the screen and things like that, but. Just pretend I'm Muldo. I get a hat. <laughs> I'm Pete. I could be uh, Pete fucking Postlethwaite. No, it's not I, Pete Postlethwaite, yeah. is it? Is it? What's no, the guy's not. name? What's his oh. name? Uh, Muldoon, what? Yeah, Which who's one? Muldoon? Who's uh, Muldoon played by? Stephen <laughs> Pete Postlethwaite. I don't know. I'm going to be him. Though. I'm going to put a hat on and just shout shoot her at the screen constantly. Shoot her. Uh, Are you going to talk about Doom Bob Eternal, Peck? We can do. Yeah, I, I I don't know your thoughts on it. So. Mm. It'd be nice to know your thoughts on it. Okay, mm. we'll come. I'll come back in with some with some Doom Eternal chat um, in a second. Adam, ah, uh, how's your beer? You still basically I'm just, I'm done. Just basically done. Uh-huh. Do you want to do you want to crack open another beer and then we can launch into some Doom? Sure, Doom I'm going to quickly Eternal. rinse this. Yeah. Um, you are you how's your beer uh it's good still i'm i i mean i'm a little more than halfway through it's mm. it's it's sitting quite nicely um mm. it, you know the vanilla is it's it's lingering it's still there it has warmed a little um, I mean, twelve percent will go a long way it will it almost it almost feels a little bit like uh you know you when you get those, sometimes you get those bigger beers, and they hide their ABV quite well. Mm-hmm. Some of them want to showcase that, right? Some of them are, hey, we barrel aged this in whatever, and you get a lot of the tannins, you get a lot of whatever it's been red wine or whiskey, bourbon, whatever they've kind of soaked it in or, or put it into casks that have uh, had a previous beverage in. Uh, they want you to have that little hint of, of booze. And this beer does that element very well without being a barrel-aged or cast-aged kind of beer. Uh, you, you get that hint of booziness from it. It does feel like there could be some rum in this, you know, with that, with that mm-hmm. vanilla especially. It feels like there could be a little bit of rum or something in this, that it has that slight alcohol burn to it. Uh, but it works very well with the with the roasted notes as well. Uh, I think Atom are very, very good at uh, at their stouts. Uh, I'm trying to think of another Atom beer I've had which isn't a stout, um, but I can't right now. Uh, I just seem to think that Atom do very good at stouts. Hmm. Yeah, you've enjoyed them the last few weeks. I still need to find out how to get my hands on them. Yeah, I mean, they're from... Where are they from? Atom... Are from Hull. Hmm. Well, nobody goes to Hull. No one does go to Hull. How are they getting out of Hull? 
I, I, um, I genuinely don't know. I mean, it's much closer to you <laughs> as well than it is to us. So how, how have we got these? They must have passed you on the way. <laughs> Cross the border. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure Holly's another country, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> There's loads of places that are just different, you know, crew... Uh, you know, those, the, all of those different places that are Skegness, just different countries yeah. completely to, to <laughs> Britain or even England. Like, yeah. Uh, Adol, <laughs> would you like to open up another beer? Uh, yeah. Um, I've got um, something from our friends at McKellar. Ooh. It is a 6% dry hopped modern IPA called okay. Blowout and it has lovely McKellar oh, yeah. uh, McKellar art with a hairdryer it was given to me by uh, for Christmas by nice. one of my housemates nice. and uh, the only condition on <laughs> there was a condition given to me after getting four tins of beer for Christmas which was please save that can I would like to keep it <laughs> it's, nice. it's fun art <laughs> I think that's in Marks and Spencer if I'm not mistaken oh. so so, because I've had that several times, so um, yeah. If you if you somehow in your drunken haze where you end up in the gutter, um, sit on the can, you you know they can no. get it again. Uh, yeah, like so now I, I'm like super paranoid that I'm gonna just forget, rinse out the can, and crush it, and throw it in the recycling, and be like, <laughs> uh, um, righty, I'm gonna pour this. To be fair, during lockdown, who's got time to go to a Marks and Spencers? Really, like, they're in the most inconvenient places ever. Uh, yeah, I know. And I haven't been to a supermarket. I mean, I don't actually <laughs> know where the Marks and Spencer, nearest Marks and Spencer would be to me. Well, it would be the city centre. But where, where, where is the... Like, I don't actually know where <laughs> the m is. the city centre? You know the... You know the <laughs> where the, am the, I? Is there one in Cabot? In, for those of you not in Bristol, this is going to be a very difficult conversation. But uh, you know where the Bear Pit is? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, opposite the Bear Pit, you've got Primark. Oh, yeah, the Horse Fair. Yeah. Walk around the building. Onto like up the horse fair or on the outside? No, up up horse fair. Yeah, it's it's there. It's opposite the so entrance it, to Primark. Oh, okay. I've just never noticed it because mm. I ignore all of those places. It's like I'm either going to the cinema or some random thing or just cutting through. Yeah, if you hit cabin. Burger King or the little arcade that runs through, you've gone too far. Come back. Hmm. None of those shops I, will be there when you know we can go outside. So that's true. I mean, so, so <laughs> I mean, just, apparently just uh, a friend of mine works at Primark, uh, and actually, like <laughs> in the run up to Christmas, there were like lineups around the block to Primark and stuff. Yep, and like oh all kinds of crazy bollocks. Where it's like, what? Why? We have online, but also we have a pandemic. But also, like, am I? Maybe I'm just not. Christian enough to think that <laughs> no. Christmas matters this much? Slash, I'm single and my, um, you know, um, my immediate family is on the other side of the world. I'm Christian enough. Are you Christian at all? No. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't. Jesus I mean, maybe wasn't the bar Christian is literally either, like true. a bit Chris, Christian or not. I mean, but I grew up. I grew up like in a like. Christian type society and like we, my um, my family celebrated Christmas and I know I know how friends do it and like I get that I don't give gifts to my friends and I used to and like 
I used to exchange gifts with my family and yada yada. But it's like between online ordering and stuff, I don't know why you would line up outside of Primark. I j- As someone who not is Christmas technically gifts, Christian, um, no, it's not. It has nothing to do with that. It's all stupid. So um, I don't know if that's because I'm, like I'm sure it's a like dirty an excuse to get out. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, but it's 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 ridiculous. Imagine catching COVID over like a two pound pair of tights from Primark. I don't well, least want to. Worse I don't least want to be queuing up to Harrods. Fifty at, at Amazon and paying two two on Primark. I'd at least want to be queuing outside of Harrods, mm. not Primark. Mm. Or buying or, or buying like a hundred quid's worth of beer or something. You got to make it worth. Yeah. Your, <laughs> yes. it worth if I'm trip. gonna die, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I bought something worthwhile. I'm gonna go out, you know. If I if I get it from a drug dealer, fine. <laughs> no, that's it. Doesn't you know? That's okay. Uh, yeah. Buying beer, it's a sure, risk worth why taking. not? But like, I don't want to be kind of down the little local game store picking up. Oh, a can you imagine of going to game at Cabot Circus and getting fucking COVID? Coffee or something. Yeah. And it's an essential shop. Obviously, people need their entertainment. <laughs> PS1 yeah, copy yeah, of yeah, yeah, Croc. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- I'm just I'm just going to trade in my copy of Super Monkey Ball so I can uh, you know, get some credit towards that PS5. You asshole! Don't ever trade in your copy of Super Monkey Ball. What a great series! Now I want to play Super Monkey Ball, guys. Hey, you can. There's a PS4 version of Super Mon- Super Monkey Ball. Well, yeah, but I can't go to a game on Kevin Circus. Otherwise, you'll make fun of me. Did you? Oh, mate. Yeah, it's did not like I'm ever going to trade just, it in. You've just advocated for it, did yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I was being dumb. <laughs> Speaking of dumb, um, this isn't dumb. It's a slightly more um, orangey. So you actually can tell it, it is more orangey because it doesn't blend into my wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And by wallpaper, I mean the color of my walls. The paint. The paint. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> okay, so it's also more... Um, I don't think you can see this on the screen, but it's uh, it's a little more bubbly. Um more carbonation in it it uh definitely is slightly more head um clinging to the glass as well oh interesting i don't know what that is it's slightly melon and something else i don't know what that note is this can drive me crazy it's a really odd um non-fruity it's a i'm gonna stew on that it's not stewed fruits um Mm. I was say melon. I mean, a grapefruit There's these so days is melons. hidden so well as well, uh, you know, mm. as well. We we had a point where grapefruit was the dominant flavor for a lot of for a lot of IPAs. What maybe four or five years ago, uh, and it's it, it's very well hidden these days. Uh, and often I think we, at least definitely I can start a beer and think, oh, what's going on with this? Blah, blah, blah. And then halfway through, I'm like, oh, it's just grapefruit. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. It's just, it's it's an IPA that is like, so it's got these like bright citrus notes, um, but it's actually got a, a really interesting malt forwardness as well mm. for, for an IPA. And some malt mixing with that like citrusy... Um, Apricotty, okay. A little bit. Um, notes that like was just like, wait, what is that? Because I'm so used to these, like you said, these fruit forward, usually with some citrus or tropical 
um, IPAs, and it's got some of those notes. So my brain was just like, right, so here's the range of things I'm used to. Where is it? Which one of it is? And it's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just from a different bucket. Um, yeah. I really, yeah, I'm quite liking this this sort of more malt-forward IPA. Nice. Obviously not roasted or, like, burnt or coffee or anything like that. Um, hmm. It's more viscous, but actually tastes lighter than the previous beer. Like, again, it's the texture that gives away the ABV, but it's the, the, the taste is quite quick, so it just feels quite light. It's just like, oh, yeah, there was a taste. Oh, now we're on the finish. Um, finish is also less strongly bitter. Um, hard to tell, though, because I had such a good finish on that one that stayed on my palate. We'll see by the end if I change my mind. But, yeah, some, like, a little bit of stone fruit, some... Um, Some malt, touch of citrus, like somewhere between like a navel orange and a oh. mandarin, oh. but without the bottom, like just that peak sweet citrus. Oh. Like just the sweetness is the citrus, and the rest of the citrus is kind of not there. Okay, it's all being covered by that sort of more malty lower um, I want to say basier fruit. Taste. I know that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know that's just like an Adil taste note. I'm going to say that now because if someone has this and in like three weeks I say basic fruit note, there's at least a thing that might tie the thing and I can't figure out what I'm trying to say right now. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, I like that it's not just a standard, he says looking at it, oh, it's dry hopped. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, so it's got barley and rye and wheat malts. Oh, okay. That explains that. Mm. Um, I'm not actually sure what the hops are, um, but then it might explain why the nose was sort of doing a different thing. Yeah. Fair. Dry hopping. But I, I like it. I, I'm actually really curious how it will, when I get used to this versus the other one, how it'll come out because it's a, like I said, it's 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 a bunch of flavors I wasn't expecting in a way that's really interesting, but I'm not having a hard time dissecting but that might just be my muddled taste buds for now but yeah nice good good okay enjoy that i'm gonna keep enjoying the atom the neutron star um and let's talk about a little bit about doom eternal um lucy it's a game that you've uh, finished i got like two hours in and put it down right okay oh that's right i forgot that Two hours is as far as Ben's been, so this will be well, interesting. Well, I played for two hours. I don't know whether I'm two hours through because I've died so many fucking times. Yeah, I think I'd probably the same. Yeah, yeah. played yeah. So two hours. I I, I got to a point. Hours. I hit the cathedrally basey yes. place. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of upgrades, and then I'm in the next level that you go to. Um, my first thoughts are that it's Doom, it's fun, but there's a lot of extra stuff tagged into this game. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different upgrade things. You can get weapon points, you can find crystals, there's stuff to kind of, additional stuff to kind of upgrade elements, and the, there's a lot more 
both uh, enemies kind of on screen, those like those areas that you fight in, seem a lot more hectic than Doom, the the, the remake, the 2016 game. 2015, 2016, one of those. 16. Um, 16. And that the platforming element is very finicky. Uh, that it was a little bit too, especially on kind of mouse and keyboard. Uh, it is just a bit finicky. Like so, I had a, I got a dash and like a dash, and then it throws it and says, "Hey, I know you can dash, but dash and then grab this upgrade, uh, grab this thing in the air, which then allows you to dash again. So you've just got to do more dashes." Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? But, but why it's also we've given you a dash that has two charges and giving you like no platforming to get used to dash and dash and like the difference between dashing and double dashing Mm -hmm. and then it's like within two minutes of getting the dash well five minutes probably it's like okay now you have to perfectly double dash after double jumping to get an item in the air which will just refresh your dashes and you know that you're basically doing four dashes in a row I, i i was on i was in the back seat of ben with that and i could like he did it actually like fine but it was just such a weird, like, amping up mm. of the mechanics. Absolutely. And pointless. Completely pointless. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. just, just, just. There was some platforming in the first game, but you know, it didn't feel as. Uh, like there was an emphasis on it as much as. This yeah, absolutely. I, I always remember in the first game, there's a level where you, you, you come in high. And the the, the the main walkways and stuff are down on this level, and you can you can walk down the stairs and stuff. You can jump down if you want to. You probably take some some fall damage and stuff. But all of the demons kind of uh, spawn down on that bottom bit, and there's an area which is full of fire or molten whatever, and then like steel girders, and you can walk along the steel girders if you wanted to, jump off of the kind of the walkways and the platforms mm-hmm. that are there and stuff. And there's kind of that's where the pickups and things are if you wanted to try and do that platform stuff. Like it didn't didn't force you, didn't or at least it didn't ever feel like it forced you to do that platforming stuff. Whereas Eternal is, hey, you have to get up there. Yeah. That's where you've yeah. got to go. So jump jump again, grab this random gold pole, yeah. and then jump, double jump off of that one, and then grab onto a wall, and then climb up the wall, and then jump across here. And it's just yes. too much. It's too much. What, what, <laughs> yeah, why am it, I doing it, all of this? Yeah, it's... I, I really didn't appreciate that part of the game, and... As you say, there was a lot of things that just felt like... It, it felt like sequelitis, where it's like... It's mm. <laughs> exactly know, what we said, we, yeah. we left a lot on the cutting room floor the first time, because of... I mean, that game was in development hell for a while, and mm. it's like, you know, they probably just wanted to get it out of the door. And it, it it was like one of those beautiful accidents, like sort of like South Park, The Stick of Truth, where it seems like that game just came out perfectly despite, you know, yeah. going through development hell and being transferred to publishers and stuff like that. And and this just feels like, yeah, you know, the first game was accessible. Now what can we do more? What were the ideas that we left behind? Let's put them in the game and it just feels so out of place the yes. platforming absolutely and the fact that you have like oh you have this cooldown meter where you have this flamethrower coming out of your shoulder and which is cool on surface but then it's like oh i have to 
look at this part mm. of the screen yeah, down there where the act when the action is all up there see how long this takes to reload and I'm not sure if there's a sound cue I can't remember that there might be but um and it's just like yes now I have this dash and this other dash and now I have to manage how much um you know on top of like how much fuel is in my chainsaw I have to manage this meter and that meter and that this fill up and that fill up and that the amount gauge. of times the amount of times I got up to an enemy and tried to chainsaw them I'm like not enough fuel like oh mm, great. yeah cool that's because I forgot because you you've thrown so much else at me mm-hmm. I'm having to it's like a management game where I'm oh, is. remember Absolutely. all these different things and, and it's like no I just want to shoot demons I run out of ammo <laughs> so quickly as yeah. well, just all the time. And I've, I've dropped this down. I was playing on the middle difficulty setting. Yeah. And I, I dropped it down to the second difficulty. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. then, I had a couple of encounters that I died in and had to, to, to restart. Yeah. And most of that is just because I'm just swarmed constantly. Yes. And it just it's just constant it feels, moving and the, and, everywhere and it feels like they go on for too long yes. those encounters yeah it, it, like, again, there was a perfect so, balance in the first game where it's like you're just on the edge of like oh scrambling and you know oh my god I've run out of health where's the next ammo pickup and between that and oh I just made it by you know skinning my teeth but mm. This one is just like, it's just going on, way, they went on way too long, those combat accounts, and yeah. the levels went on too long. Like that second level or whatever, where it, it was this really obnoxious part where you have to like sludge through like mud as well, or whatever it was, this, this the purple stuff. pit or whatever. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like... <sighs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, like, I had I had I almost exactly the same feeling. I think the first time yeah. I did it, I'm like, okay, this is a bit different. And then the the second time I did it, I was like, oh yeah, just just this, mm. this is this is what we have to. This is the way to go. Yeah. This is what we have to do. And then there was this weird story exposition at like the end of that chapter. I was like, who is this oh, guy? Mate, I, I haven't. I, don't yeah, care. I haven't even hit. Demons. I I I I met I the think, king. Yeah, that's that. The old then, man ghost that I was making fun of. Mm. I think that's. Mm. Some kind of king or emperor or yeah. lord or being, and then you then you go back to base and it's like, oh, you can go to this place or you can, you, you know, upgrade this and that, and it's just like, I'm the I'm the doom slayer. Just give me everything. Yep. Make me the most powerful being that I can be. It's like how I really didn't like in God of War 2018 how they were just like, oh. Now put on this armor plate and you know RPG the hell mm, out of this game mm. and it's like I'm the god of war. Yeah. Give me just upgrade me automatically. Don't give me a, a menu. Don't give me a destiny yeah. style menu. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I I. It just makes my heart sad <laughs> how much I was. I, I, I don't mind when games let me down. It's like, fair enough, not every game is for me. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm more upset at the fact that there are people out there who like this game and I can't <laughs> have that enjoyment. It's like, why can I not feel what you're feeling? I, I, want, I want to know where we different, where the brain chemicals are different, how you 
liked 2016 and you like this game, I, w I want that. Yeah. I want to steal that off you. I want to steal that joy. So, um, <laughs> for, for Lucy and for, for the listener, um, you can go to outoflies.net and search for Doom Eternal. And Scott did do a review mm -hmm. of Doom Eternal. And he and I had a conversation as well, which I think was on the Out of Lives podcast feed. Uh, if you can, if you yeah, can find so. it, your podcast service, uh, and, and he really likes it. He really yeah. enjoyed that game. Uh, I want Scott's brain. To, well, I mean, I'm going to cut it out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Amazing. And video games don't cause violence. Just temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I was watching Buffy last night, and there was oh, this episode yes, where that's it. Blame everything uh, they resurrected yeah. this. Uh, this zombie brother, so yeah. But yeah, I I I'm envious of the people who who found joy in this game. Yeah, I I just don't see it I, at all. I think um, I think I mentioned at the end of the episode that perhaps next Wednesday I'll come back to it. I'll do another session on it. Yeah. But uh, having then taken sort of the afternoon to ruminate slightly on it, I don't think I will. I think yeah. I'll try something different instead for my little yeah. lunchtime slot. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm always thinking of maybe I should go back to it and just you know wait and just drop it onto the easiest difficulties and mm. see 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 what's what. But yeah, it, it, the first try of that has just left me completely uh, hollow and have, feel nothing towards that game mm -hmm. to even like give it another try. Yeah, so. that's fair. That's absolutely yeah. fair. And I, I, I think I'm similar. I think I'm I'm. I'm in a place. I'm in a point where I'm happy to just to to drop it, and let it go, and not worry about it. It, it just it just makes me love the first game more. Yeah, it was like this was a happy accident. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that's Doom Eternal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Mm. Um. So let's move on. Uh, Adol, we'll come to you hey. to round us out for the episode. Yeah. What would you like to talk about this week? Um, I played some more Cyberpunk. Oh. Brief thing, it is buggier <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I, I mean, there's been no updates since the last time I spoke, okay. but for some reason, and, I, and, and like I know there's things with save games, like so. I, I think I spoke about how an entire like mission yeah. giver fixer is corrupt, and mm -hmm. so like who knows when a mission will end, or even if it registered if I did the mission correctly. Um, but now, if I'm on a motorbike, which is my preferred way of like riding uh, at a certain speed pretty regularly I'll flash into the T-pose three feet meters above the bike and then flash back to be riding it and it's just like <laughs> for fuck's sake <laughs> and again because it's like a certain speed or something it happens pretty regularly but I don't know what it is and it's just like oh right of course this stupid broken game um, then there was like I was on route to a mission and I, uh, I actually like paused the game uh, opened up OBS so I could record it because uh, it was again one of these weird skirmishes where it's like there's an item that you have to pick up with like bad plotting that's basically pretty procedural but like in this small area of like five guys will be there and you have to kill them and then loot this body with an exclamation point above it and then you get the points you did the thing that's not main plot or, or, or a side quest or a gig It's because those are all like Things on your journal. Mm -hmm. It's just a thing on the map. Uh, I, I, um, 
sorry to interrupt, yeah. but as of 15, 13 minutes ago, there's a uh, Dear Gamers from Cyberpunk 2077. Ooh, please please Ooh. read that out loud. Wow. It, it's a video. Th- Oh, uh, oh it's it says, a video. Below you'll find CD Projekt's uh, co-founder, co-founder's personal explanation of what the days leading up to the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 looked like, sharing the studio's perspective on what happened with the game on old generation consoles. Hmm, how about, we, we didn't bother show you. <laughs> and we sold it anyway. Wait, is this new, or is this the stuff from December? It says from 13 minutes ago. Oh, wow. On the someone replied to it because I do not follow them because they're awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's who? Well, who's, their, twi- their Twitter account is, Was it co um, co-founder, co-director? What was it? Co co-founder. co-founder. Is it Marcin? I'm not sure of his name. And they've put more roadmaps. Oh underneath. yeah, fourteen minutes ago. Hmm. Cyberpunk. Oh, no. Cyberpunk. Dot net forward slash our commitment. Oh, Ooh. For more details, it gets worse. Oh, this is yeesh. more cyberpunk. This is more cyberpunk than the game. Than the game. And I haven't played <laughs> yeah. it yet. I know this is more. <laughs> Jesus, dear gamers. Oh, I can I can read. So, so yeah, I'll read the text of the initial because it's like three paragraphs, okay. and then there's an FAQ underneath which I won't bother. We uh, I'll up. skim, Sorry. but it's Dear Gamers, we are committed to fixing bugs and crashes and will continue to work and improve the game via future updates to make sure you are enjoying the game regardless Hooray. of the platform. We will use this space to inform you about the progress being made on Cyberpunk 2077's further development, including information about updates, improvements, free DLCs, and more. Below you'll find CB- CD Projekt Red co-founder's personal explanation of what the days leading up to Cyberpunk 27's looked like, sharing the studio's perspective on what happened with the game on old generation consoles. Oh, cool. So their text doesn't even tell you what the balls he was saying. Mm. Uh, You didn't have to go and give them views on something else. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, The... (laughs) Awesome. The last two questions... uh, the last three questions are, are you making the team crunch? When is this game coming back to the PlayStation Store? And what is the status of the Help Me Refund initiative? I think it doesn't matter anything else on that FAQ. Go there if you want. Um, I think that pretty much says a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's still not on PlayStation, is it? You're- you, can, you can buy physical... <laughs> there's version. literally, as I, as I look through that Twitter thing, there's literally just like a huge ass... Um, oh, on the, the feed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's some thirsty people. They've, they've, this, it's, uh, they've probably been more. Session. They've had more positive comments on 4chan and stuff like that. Oh, wow, there are butts. <laughs> yeah, there, there are butts. Oh, I bet that's Pan Am. I'm pretty sure that's Pan Am. The airline? No, there's a there's literally a character called Pan Am. <laughs> oh, sorry. Which, if um, you're a male, if you're a male V or male sounding V, uh, you can you may be able to finish the game wooing them. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I, just, I just saw that um, a comment. <laughs> game is effing trash. Y'all wasted my birthday present. Comment underneath that is what a terrible ninth birthday that must have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> They win the internet today. <laughs> oh, funny. Nice, nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
more cyberpunk. Uh, so okay. right, yeah. So I'll just. I mean, I think that says enough. But I'll just say this particular <laughs> bug, which I reloaded saves and went back to, and it consistently happened. Uh, hence me being able to record a bit, which I'll try and put a highlight. I don't know what I'm going to do with the recording, but um, it is the fact that. So I do my thing, which another thing I actually sidebar. Uh, the build I have is silence pistols, headshots. Mm-hmm. Well, that means I go up to these things, and I haven't entered the area where it's like, you're now in the sneak combat area, because I am good with a headshot at range. And so a, cu- a few times now, I don't think it's a, it's a, I don't think it's a bug. I think it's just like bad coding not versus like a mistake. Mm. But because I'm so far from them, when I headshot them, uh, I'm not in the antagonistic zone, and I get the, you've broken the law, the police might be notified, even though I'm killing a thug who's doing a crime, because I'm doing it too far away for the two bits of code to interact the right way, and you're like, yeah, you definitely rushed this. Because like if, if I was doing a sniper rifle build, boy, would that kick in way a bunch, right? The fact that I'm getting this with pistols at range says a lot, although I do have the perk that drops pistol drop-off, but... So, I killed everyone I can see. Uh, I walk up, and there's one person who I haven't killed. I couldn't see because he... Over the planters and stuff in the area. But that's because he spawned such that, except for his head and shoulders, he is below the ground level in the concrete. That's where he lives. Um, And then, and hilariously, he can spot bodies and then ruin my stealth. But unless I am within a meter of him, he can't... The game glitches and he, like, can't raise his pistol and shoot me. It's not that he's shooting and missing. He just, he realizes he doesn't have line of sight, so doesn't raise his pistol. And just yells at me and looks around. (laughs) Until you walk close enough for him to raise his pistol. Because now, because he's angling upwards, the pistol will be above the ground level. That the bullet will connect. And that's the only time he'll actually try and fight you is when he can connect. Like, you learn so much about the AI and the coding from these weird bugs. But it's just like... Really? And I was, like, so busy, like, trying to figure it out um, that I died a couple times against, like, the most useless bad guy. But also, even though his head and shoulders are above ground level, I couldn't kill him with grenades. Which means the hitbox starts center mass or something? It was just so weird. I'm like, oh, he can't kill me. I walk up, he's like, aha, bang! Oh, shit, he killed me. Uh, I should have been paying attention. Uh... But yeah, and it's like, it. this shouldn't happen all of, like, the way it loads must be, like, pretty standardly coded for the fact that, like, I, I left the area, came back, I reloaded an earlier save, came back, and he was still in the ground. Like, I, I don't know, it's very strange. It's just, like, the... It's just odd. It's very odd. It shouldn't be this re- reproducible, but mm. also, it's funny, but then you're like, God, this game is dumb. Uh... I like breaking games, and it, I think actually it takes the fun out of it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, so that's my cyberpunk story. I, I'm i far enough in one of the quests, like the main quest lines, that it's disappeared, and I only have one option. Uh, I've done a bunch of side quests. I've done like 50 hours. Well, no, probably 35, 37, 40, something like that. Hours? 40, I think. Uh, on the way to 50, I like the meat and potatoes of the game, but I can see that the there's a really great game that never got made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like my consistent opinion of that. Well, the, 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 the silver lining is that 
you know, they've they've sold enough and they, they have the money to company. Yeah, where they, where they can make good on it. Like if this was like, you know, smaller team or anthem, um, it would just not be touched again. But um, you know, The Witcher didn't come out in the best of states, yeah, and true. They, they they made good on that. So so this seems like something that is like, yeah, they're not just gonna. Um, desert it. They're gonna have kind of like probably um, what's that game? No Man's Sky. Uh, mm. That kind of. I hope so. Uh, I mean, redemption story probably. I what I suspect, or what I actually not suspect. What I hope, because the problem is that it's clearly rushed in ways that like re- the like massive replayability, the three different starting areas like don't matter. Like, and I don't. There's no easy way to fix that because it's just like we have a main quest line. This isn't mm-hmm. bugs. This is design. Um, but I'm really hoping that like there'll be some like really hefty free DLC that like gives you the depth that's missing from this game because the world is like all the world work is done. The fact that they're like one of the coolest things about this game is like you look around and there's just so many unique people in this. It's such a populated game, and then and a lot of people like everyone has something to say. And uh, I actually watched an interesting video on how the Face acting is way better in this game than anything else because of the technology they used, uh, which is pretty bleeding edge. Um, and like it's engine based, not which is why it can be done in so many languages and still be expressive, which has been the biggest problem. But like, there's so much like, so much has been done that it's like okay, make the world lit. Like the world is living. Make me care about parts of the world, and that's exactly what the plot doesn't do. Right. Um, and it's like cool. You better like like it would, be, it would be a phenomenal waste of all of this. Like all, why I still stay in this game is because I really like the world, and there are interesting side quests quests that don't quite. There are some really interesting scripted side quests. Like yes, this is cool. What sucks is none of them are connected, and there's no sense of like. Doesn't matter what I do here or here, even with the same person. The next time I meet them, like like. It's really strangely disjointed, but, like, those things have been done in other games because that's mostly, like, generic design, not, like, magic engine stuff that they've already figured out. They figured out the hard tech and the basic stuff they have, and so it's like, oh, cool. Maybe do something now, please? Make this world that is really cool and interesting an actual narrative and an actual thing where... I feel like I'm playing a role. I'm role playing. Like that's the worst part. It's like realizing I could have started in any of the three zones. Um, I could have made mostly the same. I could have made diametrically different comments, but basically had the exact same plot. Mm. That's not an RPG. That's just a overly scripted like action game. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's Cyberpunk. Uh, I'm still sad about it. Um, Glad I didn't pay for it. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I was going to talk about quickly is Kinetic uh, Edge. Could, oh. Before you speak about that, um, just wondering, do you, would you have ever thought to, like, are you that, like, enraptured and hooked on the game where you wouldn't consider, like, coming to it later in, like, I don't know, six months' time? Or, oh, yeah. When, when or do you just start- want to see the mess now? <laughs> I mean, so so I think Is this play... curiosity? Th- this <laughs> playthrough, I'm just going to try and finish the plot. I'm not going to do all of the side missions and stuff, mm-hmm. even though I like the world, because 
so much is broken. And like an entire segment of that, I literally can't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which sucks because we're in the middle of a, like a 17-part quest line. And it was like, well, guess that'll never happen. <laughs> um, but also I've realized that like I, I probably will come back to this game. Because uh, yeah. I want, like, there's other ways of playing I want to try. Mm. But I won't now. Um, I have this really perverse idea of doing a melee-only drunken uh, master kind of playthrough because there's so much alcohol you pick up, but it only lasts 30 seconds. But trying to play a melee character who constantly swigs booze when he can to make the game harder speaks to me in a very, I hate, I like doing (laughs) dumb things in video games uh, way. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's like stuff like that. It's like, well, there's no point in, like, doing any of that now uh i i I would come back unfortunately the one of the main reasons why i'm like i don't know if i will actually come back outside of trying the play styles like but maybe not for a full run is because it's so weak and the difference matters like it's a fine generic playthrough once like storyline but like don't think I'm not sure it'll hold up, which is why I'm like mostly my brain is like, oh, I would love to try like a pacifist or mostly pacifist hacking kind of character or like a melee only character because I haven't tried mm-hmm. a lot of that and that that's interesting and I like the world and it's excuse to play the world. But it's not I want to go through this narrative to see what else I missed because I don't think I missed anything outside of a couple dialogue choices that didn't have any fruition after that, yeah. but just like a. I heard these seven words differently, and then the game progressed as normal. So, uh, yeah, once it's patched, I think I would try it again just because there's no point in starting a game, you know. Like, why would I bother restarting or starting and playing it again and then hit the same quest line that I didn't get to finish and had that same bug and won't be able to finish it again, right? Like, the bits of the game that I'm skipping over or whatever can't play, I'm not guaranteed I can do them on any other playthrough so we'll see what happens and what people say about the new patches in the next few months maybe yeah yeah kinetic Uh, edge oh yeah i played that game it is a game that i played that i had fun with it's not my normal thing it's like a physics-based puzzly platformy racing game you play mostly as a ball yeah it's like uh, Cooler World on hard mode. Mm. <laughs> but more physics-y and less of it. Have you played it? Mm. Can or I forget? It? No, no, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Because yeah. mm. it's out in February? February, I think. Yeah, you've got, you've got a preview code, yeah. haven't you? Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. Publishers gave us a pretty preview code. Uh, I, um, yeah, Embargo was last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got some bits that probably will get more. Uh, so the main mode is like a race, but it's got five modes. And it's like a weird... So think of like a, a geometric fun park that's neon in the sense of like a bunch of disparate things. Like here's the Ferris wheel, here's the other thing. But they're all lightly connected and you have to traverse through. Um, and there's no ground... Uh, and it's just floating air, and like like you basically you have acceleration. If you change directions, you'll slow down. Like it's that level of physics. You start as a ball, uh, and you're trying trying to do checkpoint based races against a leaderboard essentially. Um, 
you've got a double jump and a double dash and then a Q. A blast, which I have yet to figure out what it's for because it didn't seem to do anything except make a bassy hi-hat noise and go... I just make the animation of a cloud going out. But it didn't seem to slow me down. It didn't seem to like affect the environment. Very confusing. Um, it's fun. I mean, it's not my type of game normally. It was fun. It, it It's challenging in parts. Uh, I think... Um, the, the benefit of playing a preview code is you can top 10 the leaderboards pretty easily. Uh, it has... So it's got that mode. It's got... Um, Golf. A maze. It's got... The maze was great, by the way. I, I, I owned the maze by the always keep left rule, which, spoiler alert, on the 20 by 20 maze, I think is just the fastest way. Yeah. <laughs> I do not think I made a single wrong turn. Just won the game. Uh, which rarely happens in a maze. Usually you have to double back. Um, it's got a golf thing, which was fun and aggravating because you can't... So, so, so race mode was cool. Uh, it, it, it was so For me, it's like a learn the strategy of the thing. We had a good chat, uh, which will be up later this week, on the VOD, Ben and I, about like, do you find these things tense? And I was like, not really. Because I'm not interested in the high, the fastest run. I'm trying to figure out how to get around, and then it's cool. I don't need to go back and then get around better. Um, but like that's how it felt. It's like this, like yeah, it's timed, and but there's like nine checkpoints on a run, on a race, and so it's like figure out how to get around, um, which it did uh, very terribly the first time. The golf game is again think of like miniature golf or what do you call it here. Putt putt mini golf, just mini golf. Same thing. Okay, I've I've lost track of what terms are not local. Um, but so what you can normally do in mini golf is like lean over and take a look at the course and be like, okay, I need to do X then Y then Z because there's a curve here or whatever. But because you are you you're tied to the ball, um, it was like cool at this particular hole. I know. There's something I have to shoot up this ramp that's basically that's literally vertical, and there's stuff behind it. And then you hit the ball really hard, and it go you hit the ball lightly, and it goes up the ramp, but not quite far enough, and falls down. So you hit harder, and then it fires off into space. And in neither of those, like following the ball up the course, do you really see the next step such that you can be like, ah, now that I can see this. So like one, I think. Ideally, you should just be. I should be able to untether the camera and look at what I'm trying to do. But two, if I can't, then when I fail, I should see enough of the course that I can figure out what I did wrong. And it, it was this like, it was this thing where it's like twelve shots, eleven shots, seven, six, five, three. Like I was getting better, and then the last one was like thirty-one shots because I just had no concept mm. of what I was doing wrong because I couldn't see what doing right was at any point uh, and, and and it was it, it, like that stuff is really frustrating and it's like I feel like it's just like hey well we have this engine we can we can add a golf mode but not thinking oh a golf mode has a different way of like interpreting information and actually it makes sense on your obstacle coursey kind of racing strategy puzzle that I can't just scope out the whole thing and plan a route. 
I have to do it sort of incrementally on my race. But it's weird for mini golf to be that way. But also when I screwed up in the race, I saw where I screwed up and could change it. But like because of the huge angles and differences, I just didn't get that information. And that was the only time I was like really annoyed at the game versus being like, I am bad at this. And that's annoying, right? Those are two separate emotions. Uh, then there was so that that's golf. I think honestly, I think I I, I look forward to knowing someone else who has the game because I'd love to try golf against someone. I, like I feel like four people on like a Discord voice channel playing this physics based weird golf nine hole. There's they've got I think they've got three different sets of courses or courses um, would be fun mm. because because it's so physicsy and they're like sometimes because you like. You hit too hard up a slope. You just launch into space. Never see your ball again. That's funny. We can all laugh about it, etc. Uh, I am curious if you is if you get to see things from each other's perspectives as they go. I suspect no, which would suck yeah. because that would that yeah. makes things like multiplayer golf really shine. But again, it really feels like they're just like we could do this mode rather than like really thinking about how to make it shine. Um, but I might be wrong. So, fingers crossed. Also, if you're the developer, think about that. Um, what are the other modes, Ben? Uh, there's, sorry, golf, gauntlet. maze, racing. Oh, right. Uh, and then there's the um, the gauntlet, yeah. which... Um, it was an interesting one because it, it gave you different challenges. So, it... Yeah, it, it, it was like, it's like, you have seven minutes to yeah. do this. And it's mm. like it's like a race with one checkpoint, i.e. the goal. And mm. then you are just trying to get through. And so, like, the first five minutes was me figuring out the first sort of 35 seconds of a run, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, I, like, by the end, I was doing it really fairly consistently, but I was it wasn't taking a long time. Uh, but uh, and I kind of liked that. So it was it was interesting because like that the tension that Ben was like, do you feel tension on this? That made me feel it because there was no checkpoints. I wasn't feeling like I was solving a puzzle in nine parts. Mm. It felt like I was doing a thing against a clock. Uh, and it was interesting. And it's like I could see how like leaderboards etc would be. So one, it's like the I like that because there's like a little loop of can you finish the gauntlet? And then it'll tell you how well you did. But then obviously you could finish the gauntlet once. You can probably do... The second time you finish it, it's probably much better. Right? Because a lot of it is learning the ropes. Um, and... Uh, but then... The next... The other gauntlet mode was training mode. Where they add checkpoints. And I felt kind of cheated. Because it was like I took... Like I spent... like this large amount of this run learning these first moves and it turns out like the bit that i was str- so well two things one it was just like oh i could have just gone to training and like fi- found out started from the spot i was screwing up at when i finally got there and then figure that out instead of having to redo those things mm-hmm. but also how i got better was having to redo those bits that i kind of barely scraped by such that like i got much better and more fluid at this one spot where I go up a ramp and have to time a double jump and then a dash several times over to hop up these steps. It's like I could do that. Once I figured, like I knew what to do, but most of the time I was doing it with a lot of work. Uh, but by the end, because I had to get through those bits each time to get to the part I didn't know how to do yet, I was forced to get better. And I thought that was the point of the gauntlet. 
But it turns out I could have just skipped all that. Kind of, and like, do it once and get through, but then the feeling of accomplishment... Oh, Jesus. Sorry, the, the cat is yelling in my face. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> well, uh, President Trump was impeached again. So. No, he has been, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. And he's back. <laughs> I am back. I have Continue. no idea what you said. I'm sure it was nice. Oh, nothing important. You know. <laughs> Did you have a comment? I feel like I was just ranting. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I, I mean, uh, from everything you said, it's, it, it is how uh, how I kind of experienced it with you as, as well. Um, it, it, it does seem that, you know, they, they threw up some of these modes. And there's some, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this game and a lot of interesting different ways to play. And um, we didn't touch a huge amount on the change in the um, the ball um, or the object that moves around the space. So uh, you start off as a sphere. You played through most of those things initially as a sphere. Oh, yeah. Um, but there is an element of, of playing as a cube or a, a hexagon, which is sort of which is almost a two D shape it's it's sort of like a disc with a little bit of depth to it but that does change up how you move through these kinds of spaces yeah. and getting to grips with say what you're learning to do in the gauntlet with that with a sphere and being like right I know I need to as you say jump and dash and, and do these different elements would be completely different with a with a different shape especially something like the cube uh, and, yeah, so and it feels like you could get very proficient and hit those leaderboards and run through it and change to a different shape and and just be back at square one again, which which is good in a sense of this game has a lot of extra elements to it for you to kind of play through again and you you might know the course, but you you've got to approach it in a slightly different way, um, but it doesn't quite get over that idea that. Yeah. It tried to get you to do it in, you know, you, you had this element of doing something in one way. And then I think when you when you didn't have that time constraint against you and it changed the checkpointing and you knew the route through that gauntlet, at least, you yeah. did those first few elements very, very quickly and very yeah. fluidly. And whether it was that tension that built up on you, um, whether it was just the, the practiced element of having done that same bit a few times, kind of kicked in and you were able to do that very very swiftly had I think then you have gone back to that same uh, that same run with a different shape we'd be you know again it would be a different story wouldn't it it would be you going well you know I was back to kind of square one and having to understand yeah. how this worked kind of on that physics level using a different shape so I think there's a lot of kind of run to this game and there's a lot in there for people to be able to kind of get to grips with and it has that element of the leaderboard and you constantly striving to do better at yeah. kind of how you play. I mean, the, so, so the leaderboard is the one thing that sort of saddened me which was when I did race one as a cube it was like relearn this and like one of the most fluid parts of that uh, of race one is for between checkpoint nine and the finish which is like just a spiral ramp which as soon as you realize like you have mouse, the mouse's look which is also steer so I can hold down forward, which is W, and just 
like slowly scroll the mouse, you know, lift, slide left, lift, slide left, and I'll go up this spiral ramp. It was like super satisfying because it was just like I'm hold, I'm accelerating as much as I can. I'm controlling the exact angle going up this with the mouse. This is great. With the square or the cube, it's awful. It was the slowest part of the entire run because the squ- the cube doesn't go forward unless you use dash. And then if you use jump, you might start to topple with the dash. And going up a spiral that way is awful. And I really liked that. And then I finished the race and found out that uh, because the first time I did it was when I didn't know what I was doing. I beat my sphere time with the cube. And that put me higher up on the leaderboard because it was but it it was the same leaderboard Mm. and that was so sad because it's like surely you know that the like someone optimizing cube play versus sphere play is not going to be as good why would you have the leaderboard like you're giving me these like seven different shapes there some some of the moves it's like i don't even know if you can do this on this like map or whatever which is its own problem or or thing where it's like if it's not doable, maybe don't give me the shape. Mm. But maybe it is. Like maybe they've play tested and there's these weird things. But it's very strange to have the same leaderboard because it rewards you to min max a shape, which is always going to be the sphere, which is your starting element. So why yeah. bother giving me these other things? Um, yeah, you but, expect that to be partition, wouldn't you? Yeah, and and what I will say it's is, if you look different. at the Steam page, they have the race, but they also have modes called kinetic arena knock out other players to make them lose points and stay in the green zone for maximum point gain kinetic free fall continue falling to the end of the race avoid collisions to gain speed and kinetic survival increasingly difficult challenges knocking out players last to remain wins so it really i mean it's hard to tell but it sounds like the multiplayer modes just you know aren't in this because it's pre-release and so i mean given the fact that like it's a couple days since the embargo lifted, and I'm making the top ten on my first attempt where I was like, well, I'm really about garbage at this, and like, ten minutes longer than most people. It's like, ah, oh, but I'm still top ten. Like, it's like, okay, so, you know, I might be missing these, and like, that's what I'm super curious about, because I think, because I'm not a leaderboard chaser in games, um, the multiplayer is what would bring me back, was like, oh, so once I learned the dynamics of this game, once I, so like, can I solve the race puzzles, right? Can I solve the gauntlet puzzle? Are the things I'm interested in this game about? Uh, the maze is not so much because they don't randomly generate. So it's like, okay, well, once you know the solution to one, you once. At least it seemed like that, anyway. Um, but the other ones, uh, but uh, it would be really interesting to be like, cool, well, now I'm going to... Now that I've gotten good enough, or like I have these skills, how do they stack up against other people trying to do a similar goal or the same goal in a certain map? That's interesting to me. I would like to try that out, and I will when it releases in February. Like I'll come back just to see what these modes are, because mm-hmm. I like that idea of progression of like learn how the game works, and even if you don't want to optimize your play pattern on like by continuously looping on X. The lessons you learned can be done in this multiplayer field. Yeah. So, I'm curious. Hmm. Good. Cool. Nice. I think that rounds us out quite well for the episode. Um, Adam. Yes? You had two beers. Yeah, but Lucy had a tea and you had a beer. That's true. I mean, I I enjoyed the beer that I had. 
I'm going two one zero. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm I'm probably doing dry January at this point. Mm. So you've you've hit that. That's you fun. have hit that point now. I mean, I mean, it's what the thirteenth. Yeah. I haven't really thought of drinking beer anyway. So nice. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, Adam. Well, I'll do it to at least the end of January. Yeah, yeah. But again, <laughs> yeah. if you get like three weeks in and you fancy beer, doesn't matter. Yeah. Why yeah. punish yourself? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Adam, in standard tag up fashion, you had two beers. Did you have a preference? I did. Uh, yeah, I-, I liked both of them quite a bit. Uh, the blow was quite interesting. The small forward approach to an IPA uh, is quite good. Um, but the day just had more depth. Um, I actually, in the in the spirit of drier Januarys, the fact that it's like a 4% that you could mistake for a 6% because there's so much interesting taste going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You can, you can bear, you cannot tell that it's lower ABV. Um, is great, but the reason is just also I just like the taste curve and what's going on with that one more than the other one. But mm-hmm. they're both really good beers. The blowout and the today is better than yesterday. Solid choices, but it's the day today is better than yesterday for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Expected. The blowout beers fine. You've had both, like, right? Like, I haven't had the day. Oh, um, because that's a new one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's a new- newish. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, certainly not a name that I've had, but um, yeah, the Mikella's just it's decent, but nothing spectacular. Mm. Whereas there's just always very good. So mm. yeah, absolutely. I feel you on that. Nice. Good. So they're the beers. There's the atom bomb. It, it was really nice. Uh, atom neutron star. <laughs> Uh, it was nice, mm. uh, even with that uh, warmed-up temperature. As it sat on the table, as I as I held the glass and it and it and it warmed, it it was very nice. I still felt that element of booziness. Um, it, it was very similar to the Run DRC that was the Arbor and Good Chemistry collaboration I had a few weeks mm. ago. Um, you know, it, it did. It does feel like it's maybe like a rum. Uh, a slightly boozier kind of beer, rather than just being a stout with a little bit of vanilla in it. And, and yes, vanilla and rum kind of work together in a lot of uh, in a lot of elements. So that is kind of programmed into my mind, I suppose, to make me think about that connection a little bit. Um, but a lot of coffee from this, a lot of lovely bitter and sweet coffee as well works through that very very well uh, and it's just a really nice stout very easy to drink as well and it had this have been a 500ml can had it had another one it would be very easy just to sup another for the next sort of hour two hours uh, and not really think too much about the ABV just to enjoy the, the, the flavour that I'm getting the slight burn that I'm getting off of it as well um, so yeah, very very well made, very nice beer. Um, Atom Neutron Star. Yeah, good. Their beers, their games that we have played, are our topics of discussion for this week. 
If you want to talk to us about any of these or tell us the beers that you are drinking, you can do so at TankedUpCast on Twitter or on Instagram, the much unloved and unlooked at Instagram account. You can get each of us, I'm at Overrun underscore 47, Adel is at the Omniarch, and Lucy is Juicy Loose 9 we're those things almost everywhere uh, you can also go to outoflives.net you can go to the Out of Lives YouTube page you can hang out with us on the Twitch channel as well Out of Lives Network uh, come and mm. chat to us watch us and watch us drink the beers and talk to us about what you're drinking as well as we do so um, they're all of the things they're all of the places there's constant articles and other stuff going up on outoflives.net we've got Geek Out Weekly the other podcast that goes up on the site and which you'll find in your podcast service of choice you can also if you have a couple of minutes rate and review us on your podcast service that's always helpful and it's always nice to get a little bit of feedback on what we're doing uh, Adol, Lucy any final thoughts for this week? No. Um, <laughs> no. Democracy uh, lives today. Mm, for now. Just. Hopefully. Just. Mm. Scraped by. <laughs> yeah, I like how the way you said democracy reminded me of um, the. How was it? Richard Pryor? Cocaine? It's a hell of a drug. Mm. Like, democracy, it's a hell of a drug. I'm like, yeah, that's about right, Lucy. I'm like, oh, I've just made that last part up. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, democracy <laughs> is a hell of a drug. I hope mm. we all until we get can all und- live under my dictatorship. Mm. <laughs> no work, just games today. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good Seems to fair. me. Seems absolutely. I fair. hope you'll both vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So for this week, we have been tanked up. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Ciao www.outoflives.net <laughs> <laughs>